Hey, veterans. Welcome to the VA Claims Insider Podcast. We are veterans helping veterans get the VA disability rating and compensation you deserve. I'm your host, Air Force Service Disabled Veteran Brian Reese, and each week we share VA disability claim tips, tricks, strategies, and lessons learned to help you win, service connect, and get rated at the appropriate level, even if you've already filed or been denied. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this week's episode. Welcome veterans, Brian Reese here, the VA Claims Insider, coming at you live from Austin, Texas. Uh, welcome to this presentation today where I'm talking about how to file a VA disability claim for somatic symptom disorder. Okay, now this used to be called chronic pain syndrome in the old uh, DSM diagnostic criteria for mental health conditions. It is now called somatic symptom disorder, okay? But the concept is the same, and that's due to uh, chronic pain, okay? So again, Brian Reese here, Air Force Service Disabled Veteran, founder and CEO of VA Claims Insider. We're the most trusted name in VA disability claims. Okay, if you uh, need some help, if you want some free resources, please feel free to check out our website there, vaclaimsinsider.com, uh, or feel free to shoot me a note through our website. Happy to, uh, to help you any way I can, okay? All right, so what the heck is somatic symptom disorder. You've maybe never even heard this term before, um, but it's it, somatic symptom disorder involves a person having a significant focus on their physical symptoms, okay? Now, I put in there such as the chronic pain. That's usually what it's related to, and that chronic pain then results in you having major life uh, health issues, okay? Occupational and social impairment in your work, in your life, and in your relationships to the point where you have trouble functioning. Okay. Uh, now, typically what happens with an SSD diagnosis of somatic symptom disorder, you have excessive thoughts and feelings and behaviors associated with physical symptoms in your body. Okay. Typically, again, that's chronic pain due to other service-connected disabilities, which I'm going to talk about uh, here in a minute. Okay. Now, the other interesting thing is that with somatic symptom disorder, it doesn't necessarily have to be due with an exact diagnosed medical condition. All right. Some cases, there is no underlying diagnosis, but the person or the veteran in this case is experiencing these symptoms. They relive these symptoms uh, and they can't stop thinking about them because you truly believe that you're sick. That's ultimately what that means, okay? Um, now, the bottom line here is usually a somatic symptom disorder diagnosis comes from a U.S. board certified psychologist or a psychiatrist, uh, but a lot of veterans will go to their primary care doctor first to talk about some of these issues, okay? Again, it's not necessarily about the diagnosis. It's not necessarily even about the chronic pain uh, condition that you're suffering from, whether that's been diagnosed or not. It's simply the fact that you can't stop thinking about this stuff, okay? Whether you have a diagnosis or not, and that excessive thought wear and tear uh, is causing major issues in your work, life, and social functioning, okay? That's why somatic symptom disorder is a mental health condition, okay? That's what it is. It's a mental health condition. So the diagnosis, okay? So again, the one or more physical symptoms that are distressing or are causing interruptions in your daily life. Again, that comes down to your work, your life, and your social functioning. So be thinking about, if you think you might have this, how is the chronic pain that you suffer from on a daily basis 
how is it caused or made worse by your current service-connected disabilities, your knee, your back, your shoulder, your feet, your headaches. Okay, be thinking about those things. And then how are they interrupting your life to the point where you've got significant impairment? Anxiety, depression, hey, I don't like to get out of bed in the morning, I'm, I'm having trouble at work, I'm having memory problems, I'm having to be out of the office all the time for medical appointments. Okay, be thinking about that stuff as we're going through this presentation. Okay, and again, the, the diagnosis involved though, and this isn't gonna come from me, it's gonna come from a doctor, okay? Excessive thoughts, feelings, or behaviors related to physical symptoms or concerns with at least one of the following, okay? Ongoing thoughts as to the, the seriousness of your symptoms. Typically, this is blown out of proportion. Uh, ongoing anxiety, stress, depression related to your health or symptoms. Um, and then really just it's this overuse and excess time and energy that you've spent thinking about your symptoms or health concerns, whether they really exist or not. Okay, that's, that's not the point. It's the fact that you believe that they do. Okay. Uh, and typically at least one of those symptoms is always present in your life, like the chronic pain that's causing you to have distress, anxiety, or depression. Uh, but some of this stuff comes and goes, right? We know that with a lot of mental health conditions. All right. So how does this apply to me? If you're sitting there hearing my voice, you're like, okay, I, I think I have chronic pain syndrome, AKA somatic symptom disorder. What does this mean as a veteran? Okay. Well, it's a three-part test. You have to be eligible under the law. The first thing you've got to have is you must have a medical diagnosis of somatic symptom disorder, okay? It was previously known as chronic pain syndrome, um, and that has to be very clear. It's got to be in a medical record, either your service treatment records, uh, VA medical records, or any private records that you have um, if you're seeking an outside uh, support system. Okay, that's bottom line though, is you must have a medical diagnosis. You cannot just file a VA claim for somatic symptom disorder and say, hey, I have chronic pain and here's what it's having me do and here's what it's causing in my life. If you don't have a medical diagnosis, the VA is just gonna deny you. Okay, so that's number one. The second thing is your disability, in this case, the somatic symptom disorder must have been caused or made worse by your active duty military service. That's what's legally referred to as the nexus, meaning that there's a clear link back to some in-service incident or stressors that caused your somatic symptom disorder. Um, or I put here a current service-connected disability. So maybe you have significant migraine headaches or lumbar strain in your lower back, okay? Or chronic knee pain. And maybe those issues cause you to have chronic pain, worry, stress, depression, anxiety, and those things have seriously limited or affected your life, okay, aka somatic symptom disorder or aka chronic pain syndrome. What you can then do is file a secondary disability claim saying that your somatic symptom disorder was caused or made worse by another service-connected disability in your body, something that causes you chronic pain. Okay, that's very common what we see. I'll talk about that in a little bit. So that's number two. The nexus has to be clear either as a direct service connection caused or made worse by your active duty military service or secondary service connection, meaning it's due to another service-connected disability. Okay, then the third part is persistent and reoccurring symptoms of the disorder, somatic symptom disorder, into the present day, that's what we talk about a lot of VA Claims Insider as severity of symptoms, okay? How 
is your somatic symptom disorder impacting, limiting, or affecting your life, your occupational and social impairment? Okay, uh, quick here, I wanna talk about this because a lot of vets come to us and they ask about, they're confused about the difference between PTSD and other mental health conditions. When you go to file a VA disability claim, there are three types of mental health claims. There's PTSD combat, there's PTSD non-combat, meaning that maybe it's some type of military sexual trauma, MST, or something else, like a car accident, stress from the job, uh, someone close to you committed suicide. There's lots of things that uh, can cause and make PTSD worse that are not related to combat, okay? And you're still eligible for VA disability benefits and compensation under the law. Okay, so PTSD combat, PTSD non-combat, and then the third category is all other mental health conditions, all right? Now, there are 37 other mental health conditions that are rateable under the law. Somatic symptom disorder just happens to be one of them, okay? So I want to be very clear here again, PTSD and other mental health conditions are not the same. Post-traumatic stress disorder is exactly that. It's traumatic stress that is the result, the direct result, of incidents or in-service stressors that have then led to a very serious mental health condition. So combat is obviously a stressor situation. Military sexual assault and trauma is a very stressful stressor type situation, okay? The other mental health conditions don't have those type of traumatic stressors. That's the difference, okay? So evidence requirements. If you think you have somatic symptom disorder and you're thinking about filing a VA disability claim for it, um, you need to get a DBQ for other mental health conditions and have that completed by a US board certified psychologist or psychiatrist, preferably somebody who you're already seeing or seeking uh, treatment with, okay? They know your, your case better than anybody. Um, I also think you need to have a medical nexus letter or at least a statement if you're a first time filer of somatic symptom disorder, especially if you've been out of the military for more than one year, okay? Uh, and I think you should have the statements of at least as likely as not, which means 50-50, okay? Or more likely than not, meaning there's a greater than 50% chance that your somatic symptom disorder is due to your service or due to another service-connected disability, like your knees, your back, your feet, your headaches, your neck, your lumbar strain, okay? So be thinking through that stuff uh, as you hear me talk about this today, okay? Um, and then I think you should also do a statement in support of a claim. Uh, just do that on the standard VA form 21-4138. Uh, I've heard other folks in, in different circles talk about how the VA doesn't like that anymore. Um, I, that's, that hasn't been our experience at all. Um, it's still the preferred form uh, of communicating with the VA rating officials to tell them your story about how severe your somatic symptom disorder is, how your chronic pain is causing significant impairments in your work, your life, and your social functioning, okay? Now, be very descriptive uh, when you're telling a rater your story, okay? So again, tell that on the VA form 214138. I also highly recommend you get a buddy letter um, all a buddy letter is, is it's a credible firsthand witness testimony from somebody 18 years of age or older, preferably somebody who knows you best, who ha uh, lives with you, perhaps a spouse, somebody you served with who can shed some light on, yeah, you know, this veteran has pretty significant issues related to his chronic pain, okay, aka his 
somatic symptom disorder. Okay, buddy letters highly recommended, especially in the absence of medical evidence. Okay, buddy letters count as lay evidence under the law. All that means is after the fact, um, supplementary and complementary information that can help you win your VA claim and get it service connected. Okay. Crucial factors, be thinking about these things all the time, not just with somatic symptom disorder, but with all VA claims, is the service connection piece. Is the nexus clear? Okay, what, if you're still not sure what service connection is, uh, think about the last time you've logged into your eBenefits account and you see the myriad of disabilities listed there, and my guess is many of them say not service connected. That's what that means. It's not that the VA is disagreeing that you have the disability or condition, they're disagreeing that your disability was due to your service. That's what it means if it says not service connected. Okay, so for somatic symptom disorder claims, be thinking about is that nexus piece clear so that you can get service connected granted. Now, the other thing here is do you even have a medical diagnosis? You cannot file a VA disability claim for somatic symptom disorder or any other condition if you don't have a medical diagnosis. So get your butt to the doctor if you think you have an issue here. Okay, do you suffer from chronic pain? If so, what is your chronic pain due to? Is it due to another service-connected disability in your body? Because if so, you're probably going to want to file somatic symptom disorder secondary to that condition. Okay, are you actively seeking treatment? I think what that shows is, how is this limiting or affecting your life? Are you taking medications? If so, uh, what are the issues there? What are the side effects? Um, and then again, what is your current level of occupational and social impairment? The reason why that matters, gang, is because for all mental health claims, whether it's PTSD or one of the 37 other mental health conditions, it comes down to your current level of occupational and social impairment. That's what ties directly to the rating criteria under the law, all right? Speaking of the rating criteria under the law, here it is. This is a bit of an eye chart, apologies there, but I just wanna show you the differences here because you need to know this. You need to be familiar with how severe your symptoms are because I think you need to have a general understanding of where you fit in terms of your VA disability rating, okay? Now, I wanna show you the difference between 10% um, and 70%. Okay, so take a look at that 10% there, the second from the bottom. It says occupational and social impairment due to mild or transient symptoms which decrease work efficiency and ability to perform occupational tasks only during periods of significant stress or your symptoms are controlled by continuous medication. Okay, that's the 10% level. Now take a look at the 70% level. Occupational and social impairment with deficiencies in most areas, such as work, school, family relations, judgment, thinking, mood, um, suicidal ideation, obsessive rituals, um, continuous panic or depression. Uh, and I mean, basically, you got some serious issues here, okay, at 70%. And even at 100%, you've got total occupational and social impairment. Okay, that's very, very significant and serious. We don't see a lot of veterans at the 100% level, uh, but we do see a lot between 50 and 70. Okay, so if you're rated below that for a mental health condition, if your symptoms are worse and you believe that legally, morally, ethically, medically, you qualify for a higher rating, um, I think you should file for an increase, okay, to get what you deserve under the law, okay? 
Now, when you go to file your somatic symptom disorder claim, eventually, either whether you file it as a primary condition or a secondary disability condition, you are going to get a compensation and pension exam. Okay, that's either going to be with a VA doctor uh, or with a contracted company. And so here's six tips for you on your CMP prep for SSD. Bottom line, gang, number one is you have to know what's in your medical records. Okay, if you got a DBQ, review that. And number two, uh, review the ECFR, Electronic Code of Federal Regulations, Title 38, Part 4, the Schedule for Rating Disabilities, the General Rating Formula for Mental Health Disorders. That's the previous chart I just showed you. Okay, that's directly under this law. So go pull it right now. You can Google it when we're done. Check it out and be familiar with your current level of occupational and social impairment, okay? Number four there is do not have your best day. I'm not telling you to lie or stretch the truth. I'm simply telling you that you need to tell the doctor how you are on your very worst days. That's also what I mean when I say be uncomfortably vulnerable. If it's uncomfortable or awkward for you to talk about or to tell the doctor, you're on the right track, okay? If you're having anger issues, outbursts at work, you've ever been fired from a job, uh, you, you, got, you, you, had, you got fired because of your chronic pain, because of your SSD, you couldn't perform work functions anymore. Maybe you've been through a divorce. Um, maybe you've got significant other issues with anxiety and depression. Okay, maybe you've got sexual problems. Make sure that you're telling them all of that stuff going on with you at your CNP exam, okay? Know your true story cold and the potential in-service incidents or in this case, the other service-connected disabilities such as chronic pain that have caused or made your somatic symptom disorder worse. Okay, that's what we mean when we talk about filing SSD as a secondary claim to another service-connected disability in your body. Okay, what do I think you should do right now? Okay, I think you should get an independent psychological evaluation with a U.S. board certified psychologist or psychiatrist. A psychologist is somebody who does therapy. A psychiatrist is somebody who can uh, issue and prescriptions for medications, okay? Get that DBQ and Nexus letter, disability benefits questionnaire and a clear Nexus statement connecting it to your service or another service-connected disability. That's for the other mental health conditions, of course, because we're not talking about PTSD. All right, now I put a third note here is don't just limit yourself to the one diagnosis. A lot of veterans we see, and maybe even you hearing my voice right now, you've got more than one mental health diagnosis. Okay, maybe you've got post-traumatic stress disorder, combat, you've got a secondary diagnosis for adjustment disorder with depression, and maybe you've got a third diagnosis of somatic symptom disorder. The VA is not going to rate all of them. Okay, that would be against their law. It's something called pyramiding. And what that means is you can't stack things on top of each other if you can't differentiate the symptoms attributable to each diagnosis. Okay, so for example, if you've got PTSD rated at 50% uh, and you're going to file a SSD claim secondary to something else, it's unlikely that the VA is going to rate both. They might, but it's unlikely. And the reason why it's unlikely is that first uh, little indention there is it's nearly impossible in mental health claims to differentiate the symptoms, okay? Because the symptoms of PTSD are virtually the same as the symptoms of somebody with SSD or the same as somebody with major depressive disorder or generalized anxiety disorder, okay? So 
it's unlikely but not impossible, okay? If you are gonna file for more than one mental health claim, make sure that you're very clear in which of your symptoms are attributable to which diagnosis, okay? That's the only way you're gonna get more than one mental health condition rated under the law, okay? And real quick, I wanna talk about a few things here with you guys. This is why I founded this company. There are two reasons why VA disability claims get denied, okay? Reason number one, is there's not enough medical evidence. Now, the reason why there's not enough medical evidence in 99% of the veterans we talk to is because you didn't go to the doctor enough while you were on active duty, okay? Which makes total sense. It is not culturally acceptable within active duty service to go to the doctor for every little thing that happens to you. Well, the problem is, you didn't go to the doctor enough, and then when you get out, you go to file your VA disability claim 5, 10, 20, 30 years later, and all that stuff comes back not service-connected, all right? And then the, the rating officials at the VA, they write in their, uh, their letters back to you, there's no evidence of the condition or the chronic pain in the veteran's active duty service treatment records. Of course there isn't, because you didn't go to the doctor. Okay, so that's, that's the problem is there's not enough medical evidence, right? The number two reason VA disability claims get denied is the VA rating official, the person at the Department of Veterans Affairs who looks at all the evidence and tries to make a decision if something is service-connected, yes or no, and what it should be rated at under the law, that person is unable to determine the nexus, okay, to determine service connection. And that sad picture there, we have determined that your chronic back and knee pain is not service connected. Uh, it's not funny, but it's sadly true. Okay, so again, be thinking about as you're going to file a claim, whether it's for SSD or something else, how is something related to your service or another disability? And do you have the medical evidence you need to prove this? Because if you don't, you're just gonna get denied. All right, again, that's what we do. So if you are stuck, frustrated, and underrated vets, don't be. Stop doing this on your own. Stop struggling by yourself and endlessly searching the BS of information out there on the internet. Um, this is what we do, okay? We've got a complete network of medical professionals. They'll review your medical records that you do have, and they will provide DBQs, disability benefit questionnaire reviews, uh, and or credible medical nexus opinions. Again, additional medical evidence in the form of DBQs, medical nexus letters to help you prove service connection. I found that picture online. Uh, pretty sad. Uh, that's a, a VA doctor right there, uh, or a private doctor. You want me to, to write a what for a veteran? <laughs> that's, it's sad, but true, okay? Uh, unfortunately, if you take a DBQ or a nexus letter that you've drafted, if you take those into a VA doctor, typically they're going to tell you they can't help you, right? Hey, I, 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 what? I don't, I don't do letters or for veterans, right? I, I can't, it's a conflict of interest. Uh, I can't because of blah, blah, blah. That's simply not true, okay? They don't wanna do it because they're lazy uh, and they don't wanna help you. They don't wanna get bogged down with paperwork. It's, it's the sad reality uh, of what we see in many, many cases, okay? The other problem here is if you take this stuff to a private doctor, especially somebody who has no affiliation or background in the military, they don't know what you're asking them to do. Okay, so they'll look at you like this doctor here, deer in headlights with their clipboard, that you want me to do a what? All right, so they're either gonna screw it up or they won't do it at all, okay? Again, that's what 
we do, okay? So here's the solution, okay? At VA Claims Insider, we've got that full medical staff. We're ready and available to assist you with the medical evidence. Okay, again, we're medical consultants. We're not VSOs. Uh, we're not accredited agents. That isn't what we do. We help you get the medical evidence that you need to win your disability claims, to service connect them, and to get them rated at the appropriate level under the law. Okay, if you want to get started, it's a free three-step intake. Again, the whopping price of free to get started. Uh, and we can give you some help, okay? Go to vaclaimsinsiderelite.com. Again, it's a free three-step intake. Go to vaclaimsinsiderelite.com. All right, and I look forward to, uh, to hearing from you. All right, as always, vets, thank you for your service. God bless you and your family. Thank you for your service and your sacrifice to our country. Uh, and I appreciate you and what you've done. And again, I, me and my team, uh, this is what we do, right? When I wake up in the morning, vets, I think about you as a fellow vet, and I think about how can we get better and how can we continue to support you, okay? As always, if you need any help, please reach out through our website. You can go to vaclaimsinsider.com. You can shoot me a note, um, and uh, I look forward to hearing from you, okay? Talk to you soon. Bye.